Away, you moldy rogue. Away. to the misshapen world of the Moldy Rogues podcast. Today we discover that my partner in Waffle, James, has an actual talent, and it is as impressive as it is ultimately useless. That talent is exhibited in the random skirmish battle, and very much no skills are on display in the trailer trash segment which follows it. So, let's get on with the show. As we stand in random skirmish, it is 4-4. Very spicy. As spicy as it can get. It's a very exciting situation. So, we will begin with you, sir. I'm going to give you two random cinematic characters. Mm -hmm. And you are going to choose between them for the battle. So, you choose between. Theodore Roosevelt, played by Robin Williams from A Night in the Museum. A Night in the Museum. Do you want to spin again? Uh, yes, I think yes. Okay, so you have Teddy Roosevelt. You end up with Elvis Presley. Huh. Huh. From life or in a particular... Yeah, no, this is the Elvis and Nixon film where Elvis Presley went to meet Richard Nixon. Ah, excellent. You shall fight Annie Porter, which is Sandy Bullock's from Speed. Not a big fan of that. So I will spin again. I have got King Henry VIII. Yeah. Okay. So we've got Elvis against Henry the Eighth. Do you want to give me a number for a category? What? Um, what are we up to now? We are now up to sixty-eight. Okay. Let's go for sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. Okay. That is marvelous. That's one of the new ones. Which of these two characters would most likely get their own cologne? Well, I suggest the way we do this is we both come up with the name of a cologne right. for that particular character <laughs> and then see how it plays, see how it comes off the tone, okay. a.k.a. WD-40 by Vin Diesel. Very good, very good. Uh-huh. So Henry VIII would have a cologne... 
some sort of head chopping related <laughs> off with her head cologne yeah. for the discerning gentleman. Yeah. Maybe a okay. Spanish scent. Whereas yeah. your Elvis Presley would smell. I can even do the advert for it. Listen. <clears throat> Real cream and burger grease. This is Hound Dog, the new fragrance by Elvis Presley. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Hound Dog. Yes. Okay. I'll see you, Hound Dog. Uh, chopping block. <laughs> I'd love it if the guy <laughs> who did this after started off by going, ah. <laughs> chopping block. Flop sweat and fear. <laughs> that's it. No, that's it. Flop sweat and fear. Chopping block. The new cologne from Henry VIII. That's good. I think no. Hound Dog beats Chopping Block. <laughs> when it comes to Lady Grabbage, Henry VIII was superior, and ironically, to another king, the king of pop, Elvis Presley. Yeah, but I think for cologne purposes, Henry VIII probably stunk to high heaven. No one would ever tell him that to his face. So, although back in the day there was no deodorant, so I yeah, suppose he had everyone a lot of, like petal flower baths and stuff. Or do you think yeah. everybody just stank? <laughs> Ecclesiastical schisms and lady tears. This is Six Wives by Henry VIII. <laughs> <laughs> Say, oh. What's- if you got Six Wives by Henry VIII, yeah, yeah, no, I, didn't, I didn't want to mention it, but it's quite expensive, but it smells pretty good. Yeah. I tend to just put like a couple of squirts on the neck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ironically, a couple of squirts on the neck. Uh, also what I did for... And Berlin. Wives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> six Wives, the new fragrance from Henry VIII. When Five Wives is not quite enough. <laughs> Excellent. All right, so that's one nil to me. So if we move to... I think that's a draw. I think we've got to call that a draw. <laughs> I think you're neglecting how dog. It's because I found out a hidden skill that I've got, which is making shit perfume commercials that don't exist. That's true, yeah. I can't really take the point off you when you came up with the best, <laughs> the best name for my character's perfumes. Would you rather wear Six Wives or Hound Dog? That's difficult. I mean, as much as I'd like to smell of hair pomade, which I imagine Mm -hmm. Presley's does, I also don't want to smell like a desperate old man. Um, I'm willing to take that as a draw. Okay. So should we spin for new characters? I think so. Okay. I have got Doctor Strange. Hmm. It is strange. Our friend Cornelius Vanderbilt. What's he called? Benedict Cumberbatch. Johnny Cumbersome. Yes. I don't need to spin again. I'm going to take myself a bit of Doctor Strange. It's a super-powered character. Mm-hmm. All right, you've got Tarzan. Tarzan versus Cumberballs. You don't want to spin again? I'm sure there is an umpa lumper out there somewhere if you want. No, I'll just get an umpa lumper or one of the Weasley family. Again. 
So you want the tree swinging nudist from mm -hmm. the jungle? Okay. Give me a number for the category. With raw meat and bracken. This is Treetops by Tarzan. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing this all day, I think. <laughs> Treetops. Um, <laughs> what do you want for Christmas? I was thinking, could you get us treetops by uh, Tarza? I know it's a bit expensive, but it's well worth it. It's yeah. going to last me a couple of years. A couple of squirts of... <laughs> have you finished about six wires <laughs> we bought you last Christmas? A couple of squirts of treetops. Yeah. Let's go for... 41. Okay. This is the random movie. Who fits... Best. So we choose a random movie and we see out of Doctor Strange and Tarzan who would fit in the movie best. So I need to go to my random movie generator. This is Pulp Fiction. Which, <laughs> which character out of Doctor Strange or Tarzan would happily squeeze into Pulp Fiction? Depends what character, I suppose. Exactly. Hopefully, it's quite a tricky one. If anything, this is... If it was the Gimp, then Tarzan's fine. <laughs> Let me spin <laughs> again <laughs> for the <laughs> film. <laughs> this is... <laughs> yes. Henry the Eighth. Bring forth the Gimp. I think we have to go for another category. This does not... This doesn't does lend not... itself to these two particular characters. It really doesn't. Okay, have a go for another number. 39. 39. Okay, which one of these two would do best on the Great British Bake Off? Between Doctor Strange and Tarzan. Well, it's got to be Doctor Strange. Tarzan has clearly never been in a kitchen in his life. Yeah, but he might do He might do something tropical. Depends what they have to he make. Do something tropical. He's going to do a poo on the side. He's not going to know what a kitchen is. He's going to defecate all over the place. No, Doctor the Strange. With his hands. <laughs> Doctor um, Strange, he's a medical man from New York City. He's certainly... Can't yeah. really argue that one. What about if it's... Okay, the theme today on the Great British Bake Off is the rainforest. What we want you to do is bring some tropical elements into the kitchen. Tarzan would win. What you're forgetting, though, is that it also needs to taste nice. Granted, he could bring, like, a gorilla's arm into the kitchen. That is an element <laughs> of the rainforest. But it's not going to yeah. taste nice in a cake, is it? But Tarzan wasn't, like... Could he speak English? No. It was all ooga booga. How did he chat up that woman that he found? Jane. I think Jane yeah. was pretty much gagging for it. Okay, so we will spin what, what, again. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. What's Jane's story, then? That's neither here nor there. It's a cookery Jane could show. teach him to bake. No, she didn't teach him how to bake. In fact, if anything, Doctor Strange, Doctor, and he's got to save the world from that Buddhist bloke that's played by Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Right? He's got a lot going on, operations and everything. Sure. Tarzan lives in a forest. He's got fuck all going on. And he's commandeered. <laughs> <laughs> a woman to help him do all these things. She's going to help him bake and stuff like that and teach him how to cook and all the rest of it. Because he's got nothing else going on. What else does he do in the jungle? Do they stay in the jungle or do they go back to the city? 
what are you talking about? They do go back to the city, but that's neither here nor there. Because he's got a woman trying to teach him how to put trousers on or tie shoelaces on his trainers. It's neither here nor there. The man cannot cook. <laughs> This is one of our favourite features, the trailer trash feature, whereby James listens to an ever so slightly doctored 1980s or 90s trailer and tries to work out what film it is for. Yeah, try and work through the subterfuge, the jiggery-pokery of different noises added to cover up actors' names and the name of the feature. If you could play the first one, please, James. Just out of curiosity, how do you Soviets deal with all the tension and stress? A woman. Police Captain Ivan Danko came from behind the Iron Curtain, hunting down his country's deadliest criminal. What did he do? Take a leak on a Kremlin wall or something? With the most unpredictable cop on the streets. Ooh. He's got his own kind of style. He's got no style at all. In a Walter Hill film. That is absolutely baffling. Yes. Um, Mind-blowing, right? It is a little bit, yes. (laughs) So, Ivan Danko. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm familiar with Ivan Danko's canon of work. (laughs) Um, He came from behind the Iron Curtain. Yep. To hunt down his country's most wanted criminal. Yep. It's a hmm. big film from the 80s, starring arguably the biggest star, certainly certainly on the Mount Rushmore of 80s and 90s stars. Do you want to have another listen, see if it tweaks anything in you? Yeah, why not? Um, let's have a go. Just out of curiosity, how do you Soviets deal with all the tension and stress? A woman. Police Captain Ivan Danko came from behind the Iron Curtain, hunting down his country's deadliest criminal. What did he do? He take a leak on a Kremlin wall or something? With the most unpredictable cop on the streets. Ooh. He's got his own kind of style. He's got no style at all. In a Walter Hill film. Now, did you recognise any of the amusing sounds put over the top to cover the name of the film? Oh, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, there's definitely uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's. (laughs) And, of course, the cockerel. Now, 
I think the issue with this trailer is that it has now been mangled to a stage where it is barely English. Mm. Um, you said one of the Mount Rushmore 80s stars. I'm going to say that's got to be Arnie, I would say. But I don't know of any Arnie films where he's hunting or is a Russian. But, uh, you know, I'm not as literate. Mm with Arnie's back catalogue as perhaps I should be. Yes. Whatever that trailer once was, <laughs> as well, I feel like even if it was a film I knew, I would find it challenging. Mm. I can't really give you any more hints than that because I, I don't think you know it. From what you've said, you're right. It is Arnie doing, I was going to say his best at a Russian accent. He, he gives it. 20% of his time. He basically does an Austrian accent um, and occasionally drinks some vodka. In the 80s classic, Red Heat. Red Heat. <laughs> yes. I have neither heard, no, watched, nor intend to watch that film. You shouldn't. No, it's terrible. It is Arnie and James Belushi as good cop, yeah. bad cop. The sexual politics is highly questionable. Even in the trailer, it's really dodgy. Um, good. I've deliberately made this more difficult because you have been getting at least four out of five in this feature so far. If you want to try the second one, it's a little bit easier. I suspect the four out of five is not going to happen this time around. <laughs> no. We're going to be heroes. We're going up the corporate ladder. This is a place to die for. But what they don't realize is while they're checking in, will be. Oh my God! Is that the killer? How do I know, Richard? Should I stop and ask? Is this great or what? What? <laughs> too much information? Did I leave too much on the table? I mean, were there any complete sentences in that trailer? This is a place to die for. What more do you need? <laughs> Tommy, we're going to be climbing the corporate ladder. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. I'll drizzle some fact juice over your pancakes. This is one of, <laughs> one of the most successful comedies of the 1980s, spawning many sequels still well regarded to this day um comedy 1980s corporate ladder it's the only thing i have to go on you can't work out the plot from the bits have another listen i think there's enough in there to give you a rough idea of the plot and there is some music near the end which gives you a location we're going to be heroes. We're going up the corporate ladder. This is a place to die for. But what they don't realize is while they're checking in, we'll be. Oh, my God. Is that the killer? How do I know, Richard? Should I stop and ask? Is this great or what? Sorry, did you say that was meant to make things a bit clearer? <laughs> yeah. Listening there's a, there's a, a second time. There's a killer on the loose, something to do with death, a kind of tropical tune at the end suggesting a beach location, which should lead you to the door 
of one of the funniest comedies of the last 30 years. Police Academy, part five. <laughs> I genuinely, no. I I mean, I think your, your assumption that I know most films from the 80s yeah. is a little bit misplaced. I'm reasonably conversant on the big <laughs> 80s films. But given that I wasn't born until 1987, oh, I missed that a little bit. Yeah, and of course, and your your knowledge of Stalingrad is very slim because you also weren't born in the 1940s, were you? <laughs> That's true. But uh, it does sound funnier than whatever that film is. <laughs> it is Weekend at Bernie's. Ah. Yes. To die for. I've heard of it. I've not seen it. It is the hilarious film where the corporate ladder they are climbing at the top of it, the head of their company, Bernie, dies, and the two gentlemen carry a corpse around on the beach for an entire weekend in an attempt to score with the ladies. Ah, sounds like a real cinema classic. Yeah, you couldn't remake it in 2021 for many reasons, but mostly the uh, dead body. And then they made Weekend at Bernie's 2, where they got a voodoo spell and reanimated the corpse who went dancing around New Orleans. Ah, no Weekend at Bernie's 3? I think at that point, the cadaver was in such poor condition that they really couldn't make another film. That will happen, yeah. Loving the way this is going. You are falling flat on your face. Uh, go for the third one, please. This one's uh, a bit easier. You said that about the last one. I know I was lying about the last one. This one's true. As you no doubt heard. Don't chew with your mouth open. Your name was at the top of the list. It was a short list. There's trouble. Shoot the glass. So they called us. And we're going over there and bringing... A woman. This year, what we've always known becomes what we've always feared. This is not a drill. Now, the battle for survival begins. Oh, what? How do you mean what? Just told you the whole story. The battle for survival you... begins. What you've always oh, known well, is what you've always forgotten. It's another 80s film, isn't it? Well... Possibly early 90s, but ballpark, sure. If you give me that nonsense about how long you've been alive at that point, I'm going to throw <laughs> you out of a window. Uh, okay, so some sort of the earth is being invaded. No. no? Did you recognise the very famous actor who is talking at the start of the clip? He's actually talking know. to an even more famous actor, but I cut that out because it would have made it too easy. It's one of the most famous actors mm-hmm. of the 80s. Have another listen. He's in a fair few of your favourite films. As you no doubt heard. Don't chew with your mouth open. Your name was at the top of the list. It was a short list. There's trouble. Shoot the glass. So they called us. And we're going over there and bringing... A woman. This year, what we've always known becomes what we've always feared. This is not a drill. Now, the battle for survival begins. There you go. It's right on a plate for you. The battle for survival begins. So, what we've always known becomes Mm. what we've always 
Fears. To even that doesn't really make any sense. No. Although I've noticed by doing these trailer trash things, the guy who does the voiceovers, because I cut out everything in between his voiceover bits, and they're all nonsense. When you cut out the clips from the film and it's just him, it's always, Mm. what you had for breakfast yesterday becomes what you do in the morning today. And none of it makes any sense. And he does use the word now. In every single trailer. Now, what we've always feared becomes what we've always known. Or the other way around. I don't have a clue. You couldn't recognize the actor? Nope. I couldn't recognize the actor. I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, Now we're going to go over there and we're going to bring it back. Bring them back or whatever. I will tell you, the the actor is... Gene Hackman, who was talking mm-hmm. there, and this is one of the big action films of the 80s slash 90s. No. No? Okay, I will tell you, this is Crimson Tide. It was him and Denzel Washington were having the chat at the beginning, and I cut out Denzel. Yes. Another so- film I haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> And there you have it, another nail-biting instalment of the MRP, as the mouldy nuts are calling it. Next week, we have another new feature and one of my all-time favourite battles between Mr Bean and Joe Pesci. Until then, take care of yourselves. See you again, guys. Mm-hmm.